Remember, we have editing privileges. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Wait, you go. I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to the, the Reading, Reading Aloud, Aloud podcast. podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Reading Aloud podcast <laughs> hey babe how you doing i'm okay you you ready for a little conversation ready yeah well um i thought we could uh kind of talk about where we are in our in vitro ivf process right now yep you want to feel like talking about that yeah you know when we so we don't tell many people about it obviously um because it's a lot to share. Um, it's a lot yeah. for other people to know and be tracking. Yeah, most importantly. that's the big thing. Like less people actively asking about it is a, and aware kind of that, a good thing. Yeah, because yeah, it's all timed and dated. So it's like the fewer people who are aware of when we're actually going to have the transfer, it's like the better it is because... I had somebody today, I told, I'm telling most people, like, if I tell them anything and I say, and don't ask me anymore about it. And I, I told this group of women this, um, that, that I was like, and now I'm done talking about it. And I, today <laughs> on Marco Polo, one of them was like, your new favorite app ever. Jeez. I mean, you spend more time Marco Polo on Marco Polo than reading aloud than we do on reading aloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's I, cool, though. Well, cool. it is cool, except for, you know, I think the, these things kind of come in with a bang and then you fizzle. Yeah. I, and actually, can I deviate from sure. this real quick? So, you know, we're talking about sharing and we're going to talk about our IVF, which is awesome that we're sharing it. But, uh, you know, Marco Polo and just thinking about sharing things. I'm amazed as a man at how deep and how much sharing there goes on between you and your sisters and mm -hmm. girlfriends and other goddesses in your circle. I mean, you all are constantly sharing like the depths of your emotion. And frankly, as a man who's trying to create that out in the world with men uh, a little more, I'm, I'm a little jealous of that. But it's it's amazing to me how men just really don't do that mm -hmm. um not not ever mm -hmm. you know not ever but um it's the the stark differences and uh in being able to share and i'm i'm definitely guilty of that but uh of not being able to share with my male community you know marco polo's really kind of highlighted that it's shined a spotlight on it just how much you're using it with your girlfriends and how little I use it with all of my guy friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, it takes years of practice. And also for most of these people there, you know, Marco Polo has been really great in particular for friends that don't want to get on the phone and or time difference. It's hard to coordinate. Yeah. So it's just like, it's so convenient that way. And I'm getting so much more connection with friends on Marco Polo than I was getting with them before. And you know, these, like, I think about the people I'm Marco Poloing are either my current best friends or people who've been in my life for a really long time. So there's right. a ton of history there. The depth piece also, you know, there's a couple people, I think with women, it's like, 
and I'm just speaking off the cuff here. It's either, you know, we're sharing deeply, we're being funny or we're negative, mm-hmm. you know, like interesting or yeah. like say, ne- say negative more. So gossip, sharing deeply funny or some kind of like gossip. Yeah. Like yeah. I, like, like, like there's three, there's only one of those groups that'll do all three things. Mm-hmm. And that's just my two besties forever and ever. And we can do all three of those things. Like talk about bachelor gossip, um, complain about stupid stuff, um, be funny and be deep. That's unique. But, you know, each one of these Marco Polos has a variation on that theme. And I think, you know, the depth, I just like, those are the people that like, that's me too. It's not all women. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, totally. You know, it's funny that you mentioned kind of the different, um, the different variances between uh, women and, or like the different things that you talk about, because I've found in men's groups that I've been in or like men's text chains and whatnot, like they may start off with the purpose, but, and, and guys out there, please reach out to us reading aloud love at gmail.com. If this is like something that or on Facebook or Instagram, if this is something that you relate to, but you know, a lot of men's groups that I'm with, it's, it starts off with the purpose and then it, it, um, dissolves really quickly into just jokes. Like it dissolves really quickly into just humor, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you're kind of just like quipping out like this funny thing. And then there's, then you're kind of developing a a lot of inside jokes and that's fun and all, but it's not deep in any way. Resilience around holding depth. I can go deep and come back out quick. I don't get caught up in the emotion. Like if somebody tells me something, you know, like we're talking in like the same breath with my best friend, it's like one friend's like, you know, oh, and by the way, my grandma died two months ago, which we did not know. Um, And then, you know, two seconds later, she's like, look at this awesome chin hair, you know, and it's like (laughs) that worked really well. And it wasn't her not being in touch with the emotion around the death. It was really just like, we went there and then, you know, I get back on and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. How are you feeling? Right. And then I'm like, check out my chin hair. The ability to kind of flow between, between those. I think that's so powerful, you know, the length of friendships and, and history created because you're kind of able to skim over that when obviously somebody that you haven't known longer, you just met, you need to kind of create that foundation. But I, I still find that, it is harder, and th- this is not with all of my male relationships, but it is harder, even with guys that I haven't established. Mm-hmm. You know, it it delves it it delves it, the deepness will often delve into kind of um, intellectual in terms of like thoughts about politics or history academic, or yeah. academic, and yeah, and and whatever you know that's there's worth to that certainly but it doesn't go into the personal and the emotional and um it definitely avoids that aspect of it um even with men that i have an established relationship with Hmm. well let's talk about ivf then yeah yeah um in terms of sharing thanks for that side comment oh for sure yeah um so anyway so we you know i was this friend of mine on marco polo was like you know, in Marisol, I know there's like nothing going on with you. I don't know. You're probably not having a, go- a lot going on, but I- I'm just thinking about you. You know, so we're joking about that. Got we're it. not and talking. And they knew? 
Did yeah. they know? Yeah. yeah. And we're joking about not talking about it right now, but yeah. I thought it was sweet. She's like, and you know, I know there's nothing really happening in your, in your world, but you know, thinking about you big time. Yeah. So here's where we're at. You know, we have been kind of in this period. It's kind of a waiting period. If you listen to our fertility podcast, there's like the waiting week and we're in a little bit of that week and, you know, we're kind of just waiting on our transfer, uh, which is now scheduled and it's coming up in about a week and it plus. Um, well, let me just say, yeah. you know, I'm amazed at how much people don't know about IVF. And I, I don't know that I would have, I mean, certainly I know way more now, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you, sometimes you say IVF and people don't know what that is. So the right. transfer okay. is basically where they put the embryo that is already not just fertilized, but, you know, multiplied cells. Like it's, it's, you know, five days old yep. into me. Right. Yeah. It goes back in and that's basically where the, the cell that has, yeah, as you said, been fertilized, basically where you're impregnated. Preg- yeah, yeah. I'm, pre- I'm impregnated. impregnated. Yeah. As long as it sticks. Yep. You know, you say waiting period, but I, it's funny. I don't feel that anymore. And so we started medications. I'm on, you know, three medications, couple pills and a couple patches. And I feel back in it very much. I think what we're waiting mm. for is the date. You feel like back in the cycle of taking all the medicines. And for sure. Like that. Yeah. Because yeah, now my body's doing something. It's Got producing. It. Mm-hmm. Like a, last week we were, or the week before we were in the waiting period. I wasn't even thinking about it. My body had no medicine medication in it and we weren't yeah we were waiting really for my period and so now and I was low estrogen and there was like not quite enough blood flow to one side of my uterus so taking these medications it's prolonging this this date it pushed the date back and the estrogen is it's too much like it's a lot what is it like like for you like as you're getting this increased estrogen like what is that like, like I've I've certainly noticed you be a little more emotional is is a hard word to use there, but it's like I can tell you're feeling it. You know, you're you're reacting right. to it, and so. But what does it feel like, like specifically for you? I don't know if you've ever this explained is the that most, to me. Yeah, well, so the first time we did the estrogen, it was like on the day I put the patch on, I was in tears. I just was very weepy. Um, this time around, I feel really insecure, and I feel really lonely. It's like kind of a dark time. Um, and I think that it feels like I'm getting my period, but we're not even anywhere near that part of my cycle. And then I, I was talking with a friend about it yesterday and she said, Oh yeah, it's like when I was going through menopause and a friend had pointed out to her, she was like, it's like everybody's an asshole. And I very much feel that. So there's been some drama at work and there's been some, all those like heightened, you know, I've gotten, I, I got a bunch of new clients this week and I'm supposed to be present to them and I'm so insecure mm-hmm. I'm like do I even mm-hmm. know how to do my job and that is a feeling that comes up for me and for many right before your period you're just like you just question everything and it feels very shaky and for me it feels dark I felt a little depressed um, and yesterday I just felt aimless I think you know rest is really important you let me sleep in to like 10 today which is insane it's like five hours after we've been waking yeah. up yeah and so, but the rest, you know, yeah. I think that's it. It's like my body's tired. And, you know, even last night I had, I had stress dreams about the transfer. I'm really, really nervous about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I think from my outside perspective, I think insecure is like that I can see that and I can see that you're feeling that. And, you know, it, it's funny because 
I've kind of gone back and forth in some of this in which I've shown up in moments and it's felt really good and I've been able to be there for you. And then others, like, I just haven't. And, you know, it's it's been a good continual practice for me to remind myself that that's not my fault, you know, that, that you're kind of feeling this. Not saying that I couldn't have done better in that moment, but, like, there are going to be some times when I just, you know, am not able to support you in that moment and actually the best well it's not able to not support you but it's it is that the the way that I can support you is just to give you space and just to be strong and to kind of like take it in a way like take it but also I think reassurance is another component um you know yesterday as I was like thinking I was going to be all productive on the weekend and I ended up just being mopey and struggling to get much of anything done. I think that, you know, for you, it was like, I needed reassurance that that was going to be okay. It's amazing. It still amazes me how these emotions can happen and they feel so encompassing. Like all of a sudden, this is who I am. Right. And that's not true for me. Um, and you know, reaching out to girlfriends and reaching out to support and getting a little feedback. Um, you know, I, I hear my own words, you know, back to me. It's like, this is temporary. Feelings aren't facts. Like just, you know, let this pass. Just be sad today. Can you just be sad today? Mm-hmm. I think it's also important that you not like, th- it's interesting that you're like, we're in a waiting period. And so I'm like, oh, you and I aren't in, we haven't gotten on the same page about this. Yeah. Well, before we move to that, reassurance is interesting because I, I do want to provide you that reassurance. What I struggle with sometimes, and it's very difficult, um, and and maybe it shouldn't be, but I have found it very difficult to ride that balance between reassurance and um, over positivity. Like there, and what I mean by that is like, you you know, the kind of classic reassurance line is, you know, it's going to be okay, right? It's going to be okay. Like we're gonna we're gonna get oh, through no. this. It's going to be okay. Oh no. And okay, so hold on, hold on. And and that is is I have said that, and then you have responded really well to that many times or other forms of reassurance like you know just being there for you and then sometimes it's like you'll respond like you are now in the sense of that's not the right thing to say you know um and that you don't understand where i'm at right now so it's an interesting balance for me to kind of like you know it has been i'm not saying it's your fault my fault whatever it's just being able to navigate that has been really difficult for me yeah reassurance for me in this instance is about that I'm okay, not that it's going to be okay or that the circumstances, but that Marisol at her core is an, is okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah, I mean this, it's so funny. There's so much self judgment, especially when I'm not being kind of these capitalistic standards, like productive, efficient, positive, helpful, happy, you know, all these things that like, lead to outcomes and instead I'm mopey and unmotivated and trying to sleep but anxious and all that stuff you know and so so it's about so it's about you and this is good for me it's about you it's about my lovability your lovability reminding you how beautiful you are reminding you how much I love you that's the reassurance that you're yeah definitely like like yesterday when it was four o'clock and I was trying to nap but I couldn't I was exhausted but also hadn't helped around the house just like a, a reminder 
that you, you know, and I asked you, I said, do you love me? And, you know, that's, uh, that's like a silly question, but it is, you know, it is a real question of like, am I lovable right now? Right now, am I lovable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, then we planted some flowers and it was really beautiful. I think that's one of the best things that you have done. I mean, it doesn't work every time, but essentially when I, when I'm aimless like that and you say, Hey, come help me with this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'm like, you buffoon, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I can't help you do anything. And I'm just like resisting all, like every suggestion. You're like, how about we go on a run? And I'm like, I hate you. I'm not running. You know, I'm like cut your legs off. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's running. You you have no legs anymore. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, I think I had wanted to do the flowers and uh, you were like, yeah, let's, why don't we plant these flowers? And it was simple. You had already dug the holes. Like really there wasn't anything for me to do other than stand there. But honestly, once I, once I stood there and quote unquote helped with the flowers, <laughs> it's like <laughs> literally I felt like a four year old that was like, here, help me put this spoon back in the drawer <laughs> and the drawers Ooh, open. And look who's helped cleaning up. Yeah, exactly. Like, can you organize these scraps of paper? then we're going to shred, you know, and I felt like, and I, I kind of giggled inside. I was like, this is about as much as I can do Uh is, is put this flower in the hole. But then I got the motivation. Then I'm like off to the races. I'm like watering all the bushes. Like it got my gears going. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, one of the things I, it, it feels to me like we're in this interesting place during our fertility journey and this in vitro where we are navigating the the continual like emotional existence with each other you know because part of what makes uh, IVF or in vitro really intense for couples is literally the amount of hormones and drugs that we're putting into your body that's Mm -hmm. just a fact Mm -hmm. And there's all of the expectations and whatnot, but that is a big part of this. And, you know, I just want to give ourselves and our relationship some some praise for being able to navigate that relatively well. We've had our moments. We've had our disagreements. We've had our kind of like um, tentious breakdowns or whatever you want to call them. But, you know, for the most part, we have continually showed up for each other and we've continually tried and I think that you know we read and we talk a lot about compassionate listening and compassionate speech and um, you know that's kind of feels like where we're at in this process is just this navigation of the the emotions that are involved in this because at the end of the day there is this huge film over everything there is this huge cover over everything that is the fact that we are trying we are trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. you know and that this uh, what is do a you, shot. like there is that think, that whole thing around what it. do you think is the what do you think is the and then i think we should wrap up but like what do you think is the thing that we're doing how do we do that because i think yesterday is a great example so i don't feel quite as crummy as i did yesterday but yesterday I felt like my whole life was over, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> that's how I always am. Oh, this is really what's at the root of me. Like if you take away X, Y, and Z, then at the end of the day, I'm really just this kind of depressed bump on a log yet, you know, it's passing, right? Like I don't feel great today, but it, it is passing. And mm-hmm. of course it's going to pass 
in the long term sure. um, and return again and all of that. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same thing with the period. It's like, how do we live in those weeks together without just like crushing each other emotionally? To me, to me, it's about presence of moment. So like really mindful, like we are just in this moment. And the second thing is you have really done a great job of what you said earlier of like, quote unquote, taking it. And I don't ever want to like take that to the extreme. I think if I ever push that to the limit of like, oh, he's just going to be so, so strong here that I can really just tear him a new one. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that. And I will catch my, I think I'll toy with that edge because I get so upset Mm -hmm. and I'll probably push that a little bit, but I I don't, at the end of the day, that's not who I want to be. So I'll pull back on that. But I think that's really important that you've been able to do that. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you acknowledging it. You know, I think for me, and I agree, you know, we don't want, neither of us wants it to be a situation where, you know, just kind of like hurting you hurting for the sake me. of exactly. hurting you. Yeah. And that's not what we have. I don't feel like we've really personally, I don't feel like we've gotten close to that, but goldfish, but for me, um, but for no, me, you're a goldfish, goldfish, I forget. forget so quickly. Um, there's two things that I said that I, or that you said that I want to respond to. Number one is, um, number one is mindfulness. That is so crucial because what I've found is that in these weeks where we are, you know, there's just a lot of intensity and emotion and whatever we've just talked, you know, all that we've just talked about is that when we're interacting, if I'm thinking about that work thing or I'm trying to also look at my phone or I'm thinking if my mind is somewhere else, it doesn't typically end well because I'm not (laughs) tuned into it. And I don't know if you experience the same thing, but like, you know, for me, mindfulness during interaction is really key. And it doesn't mean you have to live your life like that. Sure, like, it does. Um, it does to a certain extent. But there are times when like, you're, do, you know, that you you're in a flow. Right, that right, you right. Can, yeah. You know, f- vibe off that flow of being in like a healthy state sure, with the other person. Right. I'm getting too much into it. So Kay. mindfulness. And the second piece about being able to to take it, which that's just such a weird way of putting it, but um, being able to take it, it's just, it's, it's letting go of my ego. You know, it's that, it's that release of ego that, you know, I always have to, things always have to be exactly right. Things always have to be exactly accurate. Things always have to be, oh, well, that's not exactly factually correct. It was, you know, this is exactly the way that that thing happened. Letting go of that, I think is so important. So that's just that second piece. And I appreciate you noticing. And, you know, that's a continual process for me of working on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I very much appreciate it. Will you close? Uh, is that it? I don't, is that it? Are we get, I mean, we're obviously going to have to, I mean, there hasn't been any, like there haven't been like kind of major events in the process. I think this is just like, we're processing the process. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we're doing right now is we're processing this process. Well, I think the big takeaway for me on this is that we get on the same page about that. We're not in the waiting period and not that you haven't noticed that I felt different. I mean, obviously we know we're taking medicine and I feel different, but I think that that's really, that's kind of that I feel better. Like, I feel like we're on a page together right now that, that I feel very in it. Um, and as indicated also by my stress dreams. Yeah. 
where we stood in line to get a transfer that the doctor found an uh, embryo that he was supposed to have put in somebody. He found it like it had kind of fallen out and it was stuck to his fingernail. I mean, that's both gross like, and, a, and a horror movie. Whoops, there it is. There, it didn't make it in. It's actually stuck to my finger. I hope people heard that that was a dream, a stress <laughs> dream that my soul was having. Just to reiterate <laughs> oh, that and point. They ran out in of case you coughed during that moment when she said that. They ran out of supplies, too, yeah. in the dream. Um, they ran out of supplies to to do the they just didn't have the tube that they need the one that they I'm were like supplies <laughs> okay and they they ran out of supplies so they couldn't actually do our transfer which i was like no 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 anyways um lots of other stressful components of that dream will you close us out with a joke not the supply joke please <laughs> close us for out. lots of good reason but why do we need to just curious did you ask that for a specific reason because i love your jokes you love my jokes. Okay. That's great um, way to close. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close out with um, a little bit PG-13, but um, <laughs> uh, a classic. And um, this has been a, uh, a joke that's been in my family for many years, and my mother has made me tell it in many uncomfortable situations <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, but it's uh, one of the funniest, and it is, you have to play along. You ready? Okay. What did one saggy boob say to the other? What did they say? If we don't get some support around here, people are going to think we're nuts. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> um, I use. I sometimes have. You jokes. got a joke? Don't I have one about a bear? Well, there's lots of ones about a bear. Like a, but do you remember my recent one about a bear? Um, it was a good one. Yeah, I don't know. You want to hear one about a bear? Maybe yeah. it'll jog your memory. So a bear walks into a bar. Yeah. And he walks up to the bartender yeah. and he says, this "I'll my, take." He says, joke. "Hold on, hold on. You got to play along." This if is it, my joke, though. Okay, we'll tell it. I don't remember it. I I don't know if this is yours. Okay. Okay. All right, starting over. If Bear walks into a bar. Is he okay? He's totally okay. He walked into a bar. He walked into a bar. But he walked into a bar. I, I, that's <laughs> another one, but that's not this one. Is that yours? No. I mean. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. All right. Bear walks into a bar. Is he a baseball player? He's not a baseball player. Okay. No, he walks into a bar, and uh, he walks up to the bartender and says, what can I get you? And the bear says, I'll have a beer and a... Uh, Shot of whiskey. And uh, the bartender looks at him and he says, hey, what's with the big pause? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm the worst at remembering jokes. So probably. Everybody always no, says I, that. I tell I that's the thing is the joke was told to me. I told it back to the person. I wrote it down and I promptly told you about it. And I still don't remember. Right. Because you didn't tell it within, you know, a couple of days. Too. I did that's you, what I'm you saying. told me about it. you did it right away but then you know you'll you'll remember it it's in there you just need to continually telling jokes it's jokes are just like anything it's that you need to be in the habit of telling them to remember them if you haven't told a joke in a month but they're or complicated because they're riddly and they're they're Sometimes complicated they're, okay well this is this is getting to be a joke no. <laughs> <laughs> okay bye right, bye everyone bye Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.